You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are coming to you from the dining room of the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island during the Mackinac Policy Conference, our annual chance for business and political leaders to get away from work and home, maybe change the scenery, and come up with different ideas, new approaches. Speaking of different ideas and new approaches, my next guest was someone who ran for public office on the strength of new ideas and different approaches. Governor Rick Snyder joins us now on Detroit Today. It's great to be with you, Stephen. It's good to see you, Governor. I feel like I have not seen you in a really long time, which is unusual. It feels like in the first term, we saw each other a lot. Yeah, well, uh, still been staying busy, so a lot of good things have been going on. So yeah. that was one of the things I, was, I hope you had the opportunity to look at is we actually put a lot of information together about how strong Michigan's economy is and has been. Yeah. And the real question is, is let's not take that for granted. Let's actually figure out how to do even better because there are still a lot of people out there that need more opportunity. Right. Uh, I, I want to go back to something you said uh, in 2014 when you stood for yeah. re-election. Uh, during actually the debate that uh, I hosted with uh, Nolan Finley uh, between you and Mark Schauer, I thought you were very candid uh, d- during that debate about the fact that so many people in the state were not yet feeling the effects of the economic recovery yeah. that was clearly underway at that point. I mean, uh, we yeah. were having great uh, economic growth, unemployment going down, still going down. But I felt like you were acknowledging that there were still a lot of people left out of that. And, I, and there's no question yeah. people feel that way even today. Talk about how much progress you think you've made in that way, reaching the people who had not been reached uh, at the end of your first term in this first two years of your second term. Yeah, I, I think we made a lot of good progress, Stephen. But again, this is where I'm never going to be content with the answer in some ways. Because right. there, there's always people that need more resources. What I would say is, this has been a huge problem across the country. So I would say relative to the rest of the country, Michigan has done better at this in terms uh, of addressing Moving faster. It. Moving faster. And I'll give you a, a couple of illustrations that sort of put it in context. One is, is, I've always talked about the private sector jobs created, but the other one we don't talk about as often is, actually we had a huge drop in per capita income right. um, during the last decade. Absolutely. And we've been among the fastest rising. And so that's something that on average affects everyone. So yeah. most people should be feeling some positive impact from that. Another one that sort of stood out is we've actually seen our unemployment rate tick back up a little bit. Right. And so you can say, well, that's a bad thing. Well, it's not. It's more people coming back yeah. into the, so, the workforce or trying to come yeah. back into the workforce. Our job creation rate is still about twice the national average over the last year, but our workforce um, growth rates three times. Right. And if you think about it, that's a good thing because people hopefully believe in the economy again, or have confidence that there's opportunity for them, and they're re-entering the workforce. Right, right. Uh, we we recently saw a projection, yet again, that uh, revenues will not match projections here in the state of Michigan this year. I can't think of uh, how many years in a row that that marks that. I ask you the same question each year about it. Yeah. Is it the structure? We gave a huge tax break to businesses in your first year. That was both supposed to boost hiring and the economy, but also people said this will actually increase revenues over time. We're not seeing that quite yet. Yeah, what we're seeing in many respects is we have seen good increases over the last few years. It's the mix of where those dollars are going is somewhat different. Okay, explain that. And and, well, again, it depends on what tax is doing well. So for example, sales tax revenues have increased pretty nicely in our state and versus income tax receipts. 
Um, and again, what kind of income tax receipts that sure. even make a difference. Sure. So the mix is always something different, but that's actually one of the things when people talk about what do you do with taxes, it's good you have a basket um, because you can't over-engineer it because sure. that's the problem that local government faced in particular because they were primarily relying on property taxes. Right. And so you know what happened. It went the, way down in value and now there are limits on how fast it can come back. The good part is for the average person, they're home values have bounced back very strongly, but that hasn't shown up very much in receipts for local government. Right, so so, do you think we need to tweak the business tax again to stabilize revenues? Some of the yeah. some of the things, some of the softness we're seeing there is about these credits, these credits that were given the historic out- historic credits. Right, a long time ago, yeah. uh, and, and there's no way to predict when people will come and say, well, I'm, I'm gonna take the credit now, I get that. But there is softness in just the corporate tax in terms of revenue growth. Do we need to revisit that? Um, what I would say is I wouldn't say that at this point in time. I, I think a lot of this goes back to the historic credit thing. I think there are always fair questions that you can ask over time, but it's not about a short-term answer. What's a trend line that you see over an extended period of time? Because okay. when you make these moves or decisions, they're significant. So. That's where I say... So you're still willing to give it more time. Let's be measured about how you address those things. Okay. Uh, I, I want to ask you about uh, your relationship with the legislature. I know that's your favorite great group of people. It's mine, too. Uh, <laughs> it's tougher than it was even when you were elected to get an agenda through. Uh, at least it seems that way to me. Talk about why that's true and how you how you navigate it or how you can. Well, navigate again, it. each couple of years we go through. There's a whole new group new, of people, right? and that is a major issue there. That gets back to the term limit kind of question. But if you think about it, there are 40 some new people out of 110 right. in the right. House. That's huge transition in terms of that. And the other part that I think is the the lack of institutional memory. Um, for example, one of the big questions now is about all this pension reform stuff for the school retiree system. Right. Um, we made big reforms that dealt with much of the risk we back did. in 2012 yes. that were tough decisions, um, but there's not one person in the house that was, was there when we made those yeah. calls. Yeah. So yeah. I tried to remind them about that saying, it's like, let's remember we did all these things and then let's talk about what risks we still have and how we can continue to do that. But let's do it in a way that makes sure we have a sound system for the people. You brought up pensions, teacher yeah. pensions. The, the, the current discussion in the legislature uh, seems extreme, I guess, is the, the, the word I would use. As you say, you did some things early on to try to shore that up to make sure a, that we had the money to fulfill the obligation, yeah. but also that teachers had something to count on. Uh, yeah, we've been funding down, it. Right. It wasn't being funded right. appropriately right. before. So now that the legislature says, hey, it doesn't work, we've got to go to yeah. a strictly 401k system. What's your answer? Well, that's why I made the comment. I think our current system does work. Yeah. And I'm open to saying, are there ways to tune or tweak that or make it so it's less risky and at the same time providing benefits so right. it's less risky for the people themselves. So if they pass a bill that does what they are threatening to do, I always ask you this and you have the same question that you won't anticipate, but would you veto it? Well, you know how I, I generally don't take a <laughs> position keep about you answering that question it. until you leave office. I think people can look at it because it, it really begs a lot of questions in terms about is it at a higher cost than other ways to solve the issue? Right. And also, where does that revenue come from? Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you about Flint, uh, yeah. which, of course, is still 
an area of crisis. The question I've started to ask people now about Flint is how do we get to the space of rebirth there? I mean, uh, long term, not, yeah. not dealing with the crisis itself, which we still have a lot of work to do. But how do we get to a place where Flint is at least back to where it was before the crisis, if not better, because it was not a great it was not a great story yeah. uh, before the crisis. Well, hopefully a lot of the things we've been doing are helping address some of those historical issues in right. addition to the water issue right. itself. The water quality is has been relatively good. We're for moving some in time. the right direction. It, well, if you look at it, it's as good or better than many other places Detroit in water, the country. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's down was down to six parts per billion. Right, right. Um, so if you look at water quality, the li service line replacements going on, uh, there's a very good solution for a long-term water supply yes. answer. And I yes. hope the city council moves forward with that. Yeah. But many of these other programs, the educational programs, the health programs, hopefully they're addressing many other um, issues that were problems in Flint in terms of making a healthier community, in terms of better educational opportunity. Uh, the, ultimately, it comes down to job creation, too. Right, and right. we've been able to see some good job projects come to Flint. What I would say is, hopefully it's a case where the community can come together and find ways to work better together. Because again, we've been working with the mayor well, but the mayor and city council, I think, could work on strengthening their relationship. Yeah. What, what about state support? Not just for Flint, but for cities. I mean, that's still a, an area of, I think, real need here in the state of Michigan is how do we invest in cities? How do we help them grow? How do we help them deliver services to the people who live there? How do we help them attract more people? Uh, yeah. who will want to live there. Well, we've actually been doing a lot, and we continue to do that. And public safety, we've made tremendous sure. strides in Flint, Pontiac, Saginaw, helping Detroit. Um, but it's more on a project-by-project -project basis in many cases. Look at the Q line. Right. Um, we were a key catalyst in making that happen in a public-private partnership. Yeah. That's a huge economic benefit, the new arena. I mean, that, those kind of developments and the new Thrive package. So one of the things we're talking about is a good jobs package today. Um, that's not the old mega that right. created a lot of issues, <laughs> but it's a way to actually get larger projects going in not just our urban areas, but any corner of Michigan. And that's one of the things I'm going to emphasize to people is, I think we've done a lot in the urban areas. Let's not forget smaller Michigan communities right. and let's make sure we're reaching out. And we've done some really cool stuff I'm excited about with Project Rising Tide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last question, if you had to pick one thing that you want to get done for sure, before January of uh, 2019 when you when you leave office. It's not that long of a time, 18 months. What, what would you put at the top of that list? Yeah, a lot of it comes back to career tech education. Um, because if you look at it, Stephen, the question in Michigan is no longer, is there a job? Right. There are jobs, but you need additional are skills. You, are you skilled? Are you qualified? Do you have the skills to get there? And do you understand where those opportunities are? and are you on a path to get there? Yeah. So that's helping make that career connection happen is the top priority. And, and specifically there, what, what is it that you want to see? Well, done? I think one of the things you'll be hopefully seeing in the relatively near term is talking about how we can change some of the rules about how those classes get taught, who can teach them, how do we recognize certain categories. A great illustration is, is um, computers, computer science, cyber things, really don't get much recognition and our curriculum right now sort of squeezes those out. Um, they should be widely available. And the other one is, how do we get enough people to teach them? Because our current educational system wouldn't have us find right. enough people that right. could 
so keep is those that, classes. Is that a budgetary imperative? Is that a policy imperative? Is that a tweak in the yeah. Department of Education? What's the it's, what's the lever you the have to pull? The answer is yes. It's a things. combination of okay. those. But yeah. those are good levers that can be pulled, that should be pulled. Okay. All right, Governor Rick Snyder, this is your second to last Mackinac. I think you have to be relieved. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm actually proud. I think it's been a great partnership, yeah. working with people to use this as a yeah. great venue. Yeah, I mean, uh, historically, uh, you have made more use of this conference uh, than any governor I can I can remember, and you deserve a lot of credit for that. Some of the things that have come out of here, the bridge, yeah. the grand bargain, and the Detroit bankruptcy, those things didn't used to happen up here. So kudos to you for that. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's absolutely. great to be with you. Steve. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Right. This is 1019 WDET Detroit. We'll be right back after a short break.